Welcome to a live preaching message from the Manhattan branch of Lycos International Church in New York City, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Oh, 
Will your heart trust the Lord? Oh, 
Somebody stand on your feet and lift up your hands. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. If your heart will trust in Him, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Everybody begin to speak in the Spirit. Bible say that how be it, He speaketh mysteries. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister unto you this afternoon, this moment, this present hour. Allow yourself for the Spirit of the Lord to minister unto you. Give yourself only unto Him. Whatever it is, put it aside. Lift up your hands, somebody. Lifting up your hands means you are surrounding your mind, your soul, your body unto the Lord this afternoon. And you are saying, Lord, I am nothing without you. So speak to my heart. Speak to my mind. Speak to my body. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Oh, somebody open up your mouth. Now we get mischief. Oh, the presence of the Lord that is here is changing you. It's healing you. It's transforming you. It's renewing your mind. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody give yourself holy. My God, allowing the presence of the Lord. Allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Son of the Living God. Let the ocean of God rest upon you this afternoon let the anointing of the lord jesus christ the son of the living god minister unto you i don't know what you are going through i don't know what is burning you i don't know what is stressing you i don't know what the enemy has laid upon your life for you to feel that there is no even god in your life but this afternoon i have come to encourage you and knowing that he who has begun a good work in you he is faithful to bring it to perfection so if you can surrender your mind your soul your body and allow the presence of the lord to speak to you you will see transformation speak in the spirit speak in the spirit i know Oh, oh me. Lift up your hands. I know it the ocean the only thing that can make a difference in our life is the anointing everybody sing this song it's a very easy song it's not just a song but you are saying that you want the anointing the holy spirit to minister unto you this can be the message and we will be blessed the bible said that when the shekinah glory when it appears unto the tabernacle the bible says that the people in the house of the lord they were set free this afternoon as you are opening yourself for the holy spirit to speak to you healing is taking place restoration is coming upon you stagnation is disappearing out of your life setback is this 
disappearing out of your life. Anointing. I know it Lord, I thank you and I bless you for your presence that is here. The unction, the anointing of the Lord that is here this afternoon. Father, I pray, oh God, that your presence here will minister unto us. Your presence will manifest over us. Your presence will bring restoration. Your presence will bring divine strength. Your presence, oh God, will renew our mind, oh God, and will bring the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Father, may your presence open our heart to be receptive, our mind to be renewed, oh God, that your word will not come void, but will have its free course. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I give myself to you. If there is anything that I have done that does not please you, Father, forgive me and speak through me, oh God, to these precious ones whom you have given unto us. Have your way and water your way to bear fruits in our life this afternoon. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And every saint say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Why don't you give a clap offering unto the Lord? Oh, your clapping is so weak. It's not for me. It's unto the Lord. You know, but I want to bring it to your attention that it's not the number of people that makes difference in the presence of the Lord. But it's the heart. It's the heart of God that makes difference. Many people are in the church already, but their, their mind is tuned from the Lord. That means God is not even part of their life. Meanwhile, they've waked up this morning, took a shower, and said, I'm coming to church. You are not coming to meet me or your friend. You are coming to meet Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Somebody give a clap offering unto the Lord God Almighty Jesus, who have worked you up this morning, who has given you the eyes to see, air to breathe, and have guided you to be here. Some people could not wake up this morning. So when you have the privilege to praise him, praise him from the depth of your heart. Let the presence of the Lord, let God himself fill you that you are praising me. Are we together? And that praises will change your life. Give a clap offering unto the Lord. Give me a louder amen. Wow. Well, by the grace of God, I have the privilege to cover my father who is not here today but have asked me to stand before his office not to take over but to clean up some of the things that you know when you go to offices and you work you leave tissues you leave garbage coffee marks and other things and somebody come and clean up that is what the lord has led me today to do for you so please watch me as i clean don't be mad that the reverend is not here don't be upset but be in the presence of the Lord. He is absent in body, but he is with us in the spirit. And as I'm here, 
I am standing under his unction and his authority. And I believe you are also sitting under his unction and his authority. And the anointing that is resting upon this church through him will minister unto you this afternoon. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. I thought you were going to clap to glorify the name of the Lord. started a book by the name Mega Church. It's called the Mega Church. And last week, he led us. What did Reverend preach about last week? <laughs> How many of you remember that? And what are the types that he gave it to us? Okay, everybody, how many of you were here last week? Lift up your hands. I want to see by hands those who were here. So I'm expecting people to speak. Are we together? I just don't want us to come to church and leave and forget what was taught. It, it, it really doesn't really bear fruits in our lives. But it is good. If the points are given and you go back and you ponder on them, that is the only way it will be part of your life. Trust me. If you don't go back and read it, you will not remember. But guess what? You will remember every jokes. Every funny words that was said, you will remember them. Even if you don't go and ponder on them. Accept the word of God. That is why Jesus Christ gave a parable in the book of John that a sower saw a seed. And some fell on what? On the hard grounds. Some fell in the tongues. The enemy's plans are that you will not take the word of God and walk with it because that is the light that will bring illumination into your life. That will expose all the darkness in your life. So he will cause you to remember every other word except the word of God. So you must by all means, you must by all means decide that I will study his word to show myself approved. Unto a workman who needed not to be ashamed by rightly dividing the word of truth. Are we together? So please, let's not become empty barons when things are being filled and then the best and the, the, the things comes and take them out. And when we, we roll the barrel, it makes noise. But yet we can say all sorts of things. Hallelujah. Amen. So please, he gave us of commitment and he says fair weather commitment. What is fair weather commitment? Excuse me? The good times. There are some friends that they have fair weather commitment. They come to you when things are working for you. When things are really working. Anytime things are working, they are around to enjoy. They eat the good food with you. They have good conversation parties and things like that. But lose somebody, they will find themselves. But decide to need money, they will forget you. They wouldn't even remember to call you. Neither they will even think about you. But when they see you, oh! Mercy. Fair weather. Fair weather commitment. They only come to church when they can get something from the church. Many people are here. They call themselves church members. To the point when something happens, they will call the pastors to sit, to organize things. But when it's church, time for us to gather. You don't see them. On Sundays, on prayer line, on any activities, on any events. But they call themselves church members. 
fair weather. They only come for their need. <laughs> this is not Aswasi uh, uh, or Fantinuta or uh, Amokom or Accra. What are some of the Accra? Makola associations that we organize funerals and parties. And no, 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 that's not. We are here for your soul, for salvation, that your life will not be perished. That is the reason why we are here. So we don't sit and wait for things to happen and we organize for you, for you to show that we love you. Please, that is the least. That's the reason why Christ came. He did not come for the death, but he came for the life. That the dead, that who is dead, will be resurrected. That is the reason why Christ came. So if by the grace of God you have found yourself in this church, knowing that you have found Christ, Jesus, the Savior, are we together? So let's not be fair weather. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then the situational friendship. What is the situational? <laughs> Situations put us together. The only way you can be my friend or you can be a church is something must happen for us to be together. Is that how things are supposed to be? Oh, Lord, have mercy. And then non-situational friendship, which probably work together with the situational. Hallelujah. Amen. But the, the part that we want to be, all of us has to be, is what? The marital. It's the marital that comes to my message. And anybody here that you are married, you need to have a mindset. It's the mind that will keep you, that will make you, or that will cause you to remain in the marriage. But if not, your mind is working that as Christ thought about when he was in heaven coming down to die for us, if he didn't have such mindset, there is no way he could have come and died for us. Because when he came, he encountered a lot of problems. But those problems did not cause Jesus to change his mind from dying for us. That is what a marital commitment it is. Situations may happen in your marriage. Don't forget your vows for better, for worse. Those words are not meaningless. They are meaningful. You say these words because expect that things may not go well, Diana. Expect that certain things may not go as the way you want. Or how you want it. But you will apply the kingdom principles that is the factual, that will keep you, that will make you become a marital commitment in the church. In the church, it's like the ark. Every animal is in the church. I'm sorry, I'm not calling you an animal. I'm referring to the Bible when God gave specs to know to build the ark. And the specs that were given, after building the, the ark, he, he collectively took every animal, male and female. Now, you know, you know, <laughs> some animals are prey to certain animals. And even with that, when they see them, they didn't say that because I am desperately, as much as I want to kill you, I will. But everybody wants to be saved. They, they kept themselves and remained in the ark peacefully. That is the marriage. That is the commitment. The marital. You don't live because I've married you and now you have gotten your document. You have gotten this or leave. That is not the reason why I married you. If that is the case, I wouldn't need you. Because those things are temporal. Are we together, church? If 
I, I'm referring my message today to you as a marital. I have no other window to use but the marriage. Are we together? Because, can you open to me Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, please? Spirit of the Lord, speak to our hearts. Ephesians, please. The lady pastor Pamela has made all the praise and worship, the prayer, everything has taken my time. But please bear with me. Flow in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says, wives, <laughs> I love this scripture. Wow. <laughs> Many people don't like that, but it's a good word. Ephesians 5.22. <laughs> um, can we get another version, please, King James? Please don't be, don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid of Bible. Remember how many of you heard Bishop preaching and said, don't be afraid of the Bible. Don't be afraid of the word of God. The same God that said, I hate divorce. The same God also wrote a letter of divorce. But don't be afraid. It was at a certain point that scripture was written. These things are written aforetime for what? Our learning purposes. So every scripture you read, Allow the Holy Spirit to dissect it to you so that you don't go and say, oh, God said that I wrote the letter I divorce, so I'm divorcing you. That's not what I'm telling you. Or oh, God said that uh, I hate divorce, so I cannot divorce you. So you will continue to remain there and cause havoc. Taking advantage. That is not what the scripture says. Read the scripture and every scripture applies to Christians. Let's not preach scriptures and take some for ourselves. Many Christians preach that that shall not steal, that shall not fornicate, that shall not do this, that shall not do that. And they are preaching them to others. And yet they are abusing people. Except that they will tell you that don't divorce. That is the only scripture that they find. But how about the one that says don't, don't steal? How about the one that says respect each other? Wives. Submit yourself unto your own husbands. Hallelujah. Continue. Ask unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Continue. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Continue. Husbands, love your wives. Love your wives. Oh my God. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world and gave himself. Every part of him was given. His mind, his soul, his body was given. So if God is saying the husband, love yourself, the spirit of the Lord is expecting you to give your mind, your soul, your body to your wife. I was surprised. When I was saying woman, submit, I didn't hear the woman saying amen. Look, that is the reason why you need... <laughs> that is the reason why you need a lot of men in the church. Somebody say, Lord, send us men. Say, send us men. In Jesus' mighty name. As Christ loved the church, this tells you Jesus 
is married to the church as Christ loved the church. It takes someone who said, I love you to marry to you. Are we together? So if Jesus is saying that husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church, it means Jesus is married to every one of us. So many of you who say that I don't have a husband or I don't have a wife, spiritually, you are married. Hey, pastor, you are saying this, eh? because you have your wife, you go home, he touch you. <laughs> hey, who is that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read the scripture, please. 26. That he might what? Sanctify. And then what? Cleanse it with what? The washing of what? Water by the word of God. Now, church. Everybody have their ways of doing things. Corporate world, businesses, other things. They have their own plans to do things. Anybody building a church, I mean building a house, have their own plans, have their own way. Anybody building a, a, a business have their own plans or the regulations to help him to build. But there's one thing that everybody can do, then when you take that out, it will not work. Everything that you do must be done according to the word of God. That is why Jesus said that man loves your wife as Christ loved the church. Through what? It with the washing of what? Water by the word of God. Reason being is that marriage is a very difficult thing. So it is church. Christ is married to the church because he says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, as your body being the temple, things will happen. Situations may occur. Trials, temptations. I mean, everything may happen. But through the word of God, which is the counsel of the word of God, will keep you to remain and for you to swallow certain things. That is the pride. You are standing by diffusing the purpose of pride. You are giving yourself to the word of God to bring the spirit of humility into your life. Is somebody hearing me, please? But many of us don't believe in the word. So our body is so sensitive to ourselves, to the point that we do things and not thinking about the other. Even in the church, I'm referring the marriage to the church as Christ said he's married to the church. So marriage is not just a man's thing, it's a Christ thing. So we cannot do it based upon what I want and what I need and what I feel. You do it according to the word of God. Acts chapter 2 verse... 41. Shall we have an NIV, if possible, please? My message today is how to become a permanent member. I'm preaching from the mega church. Don't go and say, why this church? They preach from books. It is the word of God. The Lord Spirit, of, the God of Almighty gave anointing, the power to pour. And through the wisdom of Paul, whom the Lord gave it to him, he wrote many books in the Bible. All the prophets, Moses, Joshua, Dan David, Daniel, Amos, all of them, 
It was the word of God. If you hear them, Isaiah said, that saith the word. The word. The word of God. That means God spoke unto him. And he collectively laid them on his heart. And he wrote them on the paper. And that is what we are re all reading today. Are we together? So it is. Look, don't think that we cannot have prophets in our time like we used to in the many years ago. We still can have greater. Jesus Christ said, no prophet has been like John the Baptist. But then there was other prophets, true or false. There was Joshua. There was Amos. There was Nehemiah. And what? Jeremiah. All of them. God was speaking through them. Then John the Baptist came. Then the man himself, the savior of the world came and said, there's no prophet that has been born like John the Baptist. Why? Did God not speak through all of them? The Lord did. So, in our time, Jesus said, the greater things that I have done, the things that I have done, greater things shall you what? You do. That means there can be a prophet that is greater than John the Baptist. So expect that. And if God has risen our prophet in our days, he is one of the greatest prophets that God has risen. So when he writes books, not because he wants to write the books to make money, but rather, as a matter of fact, his books have been given freely to many churches and many pastors. Hallelujah. So when you come and you hear, just take the word. If you open your heart and you take the word, it will help you. Because it's a counsel that is being given to you. Reason why you are criticizing is because you are not listening and you are not taking it. So the Satan is using those words to destroy you. Though the enemy, what's that scripture? Jeremiah 29, 11, what does it say? The enemy meant it for bad, right? But God, he will turn it. So the things that's supposed to help you, Satan can translate it to destroy you based upon the way you think. Hallelujah. Your thinking is the factual for your life to do well. How you think will determine where you will be. You think negatively, that's what you, it will impact in you. You think positively, that is what you will reap. Hallelujah. Amen. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. This is the words of Jesus Christ. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. These are the words of Jesus Christ. But that is not my scripture. Please. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. And my message again is why you must be a permanent member in this church. Those who accepted this message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is when the disciples were preaching. 42. We are reading to 46. Please, let's be a little bit faster. They devoted themselves to the apostles. They what? Devoted. What, is, what does it mean to be devoted? They give themselves. They committed themselves to what? The apostles. Teaching, the apostles teaching and to fellowship. To what? To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Continue. Everyone was filled with the awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. I want you to pay attention to what we are reading. For them coming together and remaining together, look at the things that happened among them. All the believers were together and had everything in what? In common. 45. 
They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had what? Need. So you come to church. We have one accord, one mind, and somebody in our midst in need. We come together and we help. Are we together? 46, please. Every day, somebody say every day. Oh, loudly. Every day, they continued to meet together in where? Oh, are you reading with me? Why? Are you guys sleeping? Every stand. Every stand. Every stand. Yesterday, I traveled seven hours. And I'm here. And I'm standing preaching. I'm sweating. You are just sitting down and I'm preaching to you and you are not responding to me. <laughs> Look. These things are not to punish you. It's a spiritual exercise. It keeps you alert. The agenda of the enemy is to suppress you and put weight on you. Put heat on you. As you are sitting down, before you realize it, you are sleeping. You are not hearing nothing. And I've seen all the eyes is dazing like that. Everybody. I just don't want to call your name out. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we have to use spiritual exercise to defeat the purpose of the enemy. Are we together, please? So I'm not trying to punish you. I'm following the prophets. When he's preaching with big people, it's every stand. <laughs> every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. And ate together with what? With glad and what? Sincere hearts. Acts chapter 4 verse 33. New International Version, please. The same. Acts 4, please. Acts 4 says, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the, of the what? Of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them all. 40, 33, I mean 34. Hola. That there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who own land or houses sold them. All right, okay. I'm reading forward, not backwards, please. Those who own land and houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and verse 35, please. And put it at the apostles' feet and it was what? Distributed to anyone who had need. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, please be seated. I believe everybody is alert and oriented. <laughs> Amen. So, the apostles preached, and many lives were touched, and they all came together. And when they came together, they became immovable and steadfast. They remained in the church like Joseph. Joseph came and visited us one day. And when he came, he felt the move of God. He felt the love of many. Then he decided to stay. That is the mind. He made up his mind to stay. Now, what shows that he made up his mind? Because every Sunday, he brings somebody new with him.
He has made up his mind. Many of us have been here for many years. We don't even care who will come. So when we go home, we don't think, start thinking, who can I bring to church next week? We don't pray about it. We don't do that. Please, let's be honest. How many of you live from here? And you're on your way home, you start thinking, ah, next week, who can I bring? And you start going to work, and you meet people, you minister to them. Then you pray and say, Lord, touch my heart. Let me speak to somebody that I can bring this person. Bible said that when you pray, believe that yes, shall I receive it. What have you been praying about? Your husband, your money, your children, your life, you and yourself. Just you and what you can get. Even those that the Lord has given to us, that we don't see them in a church, we don't even follow them up because we don't care. Technically, that's what the word is. True or false, Brian? How many people you minister to? Nobody. But you want God to bless you. As somebody has blessed you to be here. Why are you here? Because you feel the blessings of the Lord. You feel like something is happening in your life. So all the years that you have been here, you are still here. Why don't you also share and invite somebody to enjoy the blessings that God has blessed you? And we have been Christians for many years. But we have worse. When it comes to talk, we can talk. Action speaks louder than what? Ah, are you not speaking? Oh, the words are not, I mean, the messages are choking you. I'm, I'm preaching the word of God. <laughs> it's the word. <laughs> Listen, what I'm teaching is, is going to help us in our marriages, if only we can apply. Because... When you are building a church, you have to build the church according to the word of God. And as Jesus said that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, you are the building. And Jesus said, I am married to the church according to Ephesians chapter 5. And if he's married to you, he's, he has to use his word to monitor. What does it mean is that things may happen, but use my word. It will counsel you. It will give you comfort. It will give you hope. Know that there is a hope in the future. Whatever has happened will not be permanent. But my word will De de deliver you from the plans of the enemy. So you build your marriage according to what? The word of God. Not according to your need and your selfish and your, your way to you want it. That many of us do. This is what I want. This is how I feel. This is what I need. This is what I, I, I. If it's I, then it cannot be married. Two people. We cannot build a church by one person then it cannot be called a church. Not forsaking the assembling of what? <laughs> Not forsaking the gathering of the what? The brethren. Not brother. So church must be built according to the word of God. Marriage must be, must be built according to the word of God. People marry based upon the, the long hair of the woman or the muscles of the, the man, the height. The reason why 
you have had so many boyfriends that they never married to you is because of that. Because you didn't build your relationship on the word of God. You build it upon your, the last of your eyes. The beard. Look at Benny. Benny is growing beards. I don't know if that's what this girl is falling in love to. <laughs> at some point, these beards will not be there. Then what? No, then what? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you must build the, your marriage according to the word of God. And that is how it is to build the church of God. The church of God is to build according to the word of God. The word of God is for us to love one another. And when we love one another, our love will transpire unto others and they will come and we will be together and that will be the growth. Because the disciples preached, they demonstrated love to the many and 3,000 were added. And the Bible said that they continuously came together, fellowship together and doing things together. That is the word of God. Imagine if they would have not preached. Imagine if they would have, when people came together, they, did, they never speak to them. They ignored them. And they started talking about them, what they're wearing, how fat they are, how skinny they are, how short they are, how tall they are. Imagine, would you think that the 3,000 would be remained and then more be added to it? So, you have to decide that as God has called you to this church, you will remain permanently in this church. And as you remain permanently, the things that can keep you is the word of God. So we follow the word. Put your hands together for the Lord. So how can you become a permanent member? Number one, you say to yourself, I am part of what? A family. Somebody say, I am part of a family. And the family is Lycos International Church of Manhattan. Put your hands together for the Lord. That tells you about the what? The marital commitment. Are we together? Because if, what is a family? You cannot just come to marriage in the family and say, I'm coming in. And when I get my children, I will sack the man from his house. I will do anything to sack the man. Take all the properties. Take everything that you know yourself that the man even is the one that worked and brought you home. When you did not have nothing, living with your parents, don't know your left and right. And by the grace of God, you have married. You live together as a family. Things has happened and you said, I call police to sack you and I take over. Perhaps you may enjoy at some point, but the end result, you will suffer. Vengeance is his. Marriage is from the Lord, not from the man. Are we together? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, please. Everything that I'm saying to you, if it's not in the word of God, don't buy it. But if it is the word, take the wisdom of it. Trust me, your life will be transformed. 
you will see a great change and you, you will be respected highly in the realm of the spirit. Your children will be blessed. Your home will be blessed. Your spiritual life will be blessed. Is the projector working? Charlie. Ephesians 3, 14, please. Let's start from 14. Write everything down, please. Every point that you are a part of a family. To become a permanent means I am a part of what? A family. You have to have this mindset to be able to remain in the family that God has given to you. You have to have a mindset that I am part of this church forever and ever. It's the mind that you will prepare that will help you because things are going to happen. And it's not going to be glitters all the time. You will encounter some situations. But because you have made up your mind that I will remain in this church, absolutely nothing will move you out. No offenses will move you out. No fighting will move you out. Listen, the animals were in the, in the ark. They fought, but they did not chew other and suck each other for the flood to take them out. They remained in the, in the ark forever. Until the flood was ceased. You have to remain in your marriage until death pulls us apart. That is the time the flood is seized. If you have said these vows before God, believe them and walk in them. If you have given yourself to Jesus and you are in this church, count yourself as a family. Things may happen, but love each other. Continue to press on and love. That continuation of love will bring strength, will bring power, will bring grace, will bring favor, will bring blessings unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, this is Paul when he was preaching to the people in Ephesians. Then Paul said to them, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. For this cause, I bow my knees. Turn to King James Version, please. I bow my knees unto who? Before the Lord Jesus Christ. Projector, please be a little bit faster for me, I know. It's... Verse 15, please. This is Ephesians prayer. Glory be to God. It says, for this cause, I bow my knees. I bow my knees to who? To our Father, from whom every family, every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. King James, King James, King James. Every family means there are some families that are lost from our midst. We were here. When our brother Kwame, how many of you remember Mr. Opong? How many? He's one of them that the Bible said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. If you are part of the family, you are with us even after your death. Because in heaven where Christ dwelleth, you are still with us. On earth, the person sitting next to you is 
your neighbor is your brother, your sister. So for that cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that we will remain together. The prayer that Paul prayed for the people in Ephesians, the family, the church. It was the church that he was building. That's where, that's where, where he built that. Hallelujah. Amen. So everyone here must consider himself a family of lighter, of, 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 of what? Lycos International Church. Manhattan. We have to put Manhattan together because we have so many branches. But this is the family you belong to. You cannot come to church and say, I belong to this church and I pay my tithe to Mozama Disco Cristo Church. How can you marry and you give your money to another woman? How, do you, how would your wife feel? Or how can you say, today I enjoy my wife, tomorrow I'm going to Queens and I'm going to find another woman? Do you think there shall be peace at home? No, I want you to answer me. I'm talking about how we can become permanent. In this church that God has given to us, so we can build it together and grow together and fellowship together and enjoy together. That is the call of Jesus Christ. That is why he left heaven and came. Because he could have remained in heaven. But he came to build us together. So you have to make up your mind that this is what you be. You belong to this place is the place where you belong. You are the building. You are part of the family. Revelation 21 verse 1. Revelation. And I saw, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. Verse 2, please. And I, John, saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a what? Prepared as what? Are you paying attention to the word of God? Remember when we read, we read the book of Acts, God gave us the things that happens when we come together as a family. When we come together, God was giving us some specs that we will be blessed. We will be at peace. Bible said that they joined together and they ate together and healing took place. Revelation came upon them because they were together as a family. Now, in Revelation, God is saying... The, the Spirit of the Lord appeared unto the prophet John and saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, a family, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. This is God. Prepared. Verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. What are you? Are you the tabernacle? Because the Bible calls you, I am, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the building of God. And as being a building, God is considering you as a family, a husband and a wife. It's not something that you can just come in and say, I'm living. 
Oh, you are not getting it. The tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. The only way the Lord will dwell with you when you make up your mind that you will remain in the church permanently, then the spirit of the Lord will dwell with you forever. Now, when he dwell with you, then he will say to you, they, Manhattan, the LIC, shall be my people. They shall be my people. And God himself shall be with us. The Lord will be with us when we decided to build ourselves as a family. One, to love one another, eat and break bread together. That is a church, how a church can grow. Not when everybody minding their own business. Don't care about home. Don't care about anything. My God. God himself shall be with them. And what? And be their God. The Lord is about to be our God. I say he is about to be our God when we come as a family. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2. They are part of a family. Manhattan. Everyone here is part of a family. My God. Your misunderstanding with your uncle. When you have misunderstanding with your uncle, does not mean that he's no longer your uncle. Or when you have a problem with your father, you don't move away and go and change your last name because you have had argument with your father. The scripture reason for or the scripture way to do things is come to your father and apologize so that we can all be together. Isaiah, are you hearing me? Are you hearing the word of God? You have issues, you go back to one another, then you apologize, then we remain together. That's a family. Holy Ghost. And therefore, we, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest, lest at any time we should what? Let them split. 11, please. 2, 11. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of what? One. We are all one family. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them what? Brethren. Don't be ashamed to call the person sitting next to you brethren. Verse 12. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church, I will sing praise unto thee. In the midst of the church, brethren together, we love each other. Irrespective of what may happen, you are my brethren. 14, please. For as much as then as the children are partakers of what? Flesh. This flesh considered the Christ. And the blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same that brought death. He might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. When we take the body, the blood, the flesh of Jesus Christ, every death situation in us be resurrected. Except the enemy who will be crucified. So as a church, we come together, we break bread together, we take communion together. We eat together, we counsel together, we speak together. The anointing will unify us. Hallelujah. So count yourself. Somebody says, I am part of a family of LIC Manhattan. 
permanently. Oh, you have to confess it for you to happen. Oh. <laughs> anyway, number two, you are part of a building. Say, I am part of a building. The only way to become a permanent member of a church is to start thinking that you are part of the building. Can you imagine you have your own building you are building? You have built four walls. You have your bathroom. Where your bathroom is and that where your bedroom is. And one day, you and your husband are in your bedroom. And the one wall decided that I'm taking myself. <laughs> You and your husband are there, enjoying each other, fellowshipping one another, naked. And the two walls decided that I'm going this way, and another wall said I'm going this way. Can you imagine what will happen? Diana, what do you think will happen? <laughs> it's a peep show. <laughs> Free. So, buildings are together forever and ever. You can lay the foundation and put the structure. And when you started putting the structure, then you reach the, you reach the lentil. Then you started putting the windows. And when you get to the roofing, then the foundation said, I'm removing myself. What will happen? Excuse me? Rapture. The same thing that will happen when your walls being removed. <laughs> you must see yourself as a building in this family, in the church where we belong to. I am permanently here because if I remove myself, it will affect the church. Just in case you don't know, when you live, for some of us that are not here, they don't know how it's affecting others. And in fact, people that you are closer with, because you are closer to them, your voice also has impact into their life. And as you don't come, you will never speak anything good. And because of that, they also will live. They have not seen themselves as a building. If they saw themselves as a building, no matter what, nothing can move them up because a foundation cannot remove itself and leave the windows alone to sustain. It's impossible. So we have to make our mind that I am part of this building and my presence here plays a role in this church for growth and because of that I have nowhere to go. By saying this, the spirit of the Lord will give you power to triumph and to be blessed. Somebody say, I am part of the building. Say, I am part of the building. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. Wow. For we are what? Laborers together with what? With God. Ye are... Can we go back please? For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's house boundary. The house boundary, the word house boundary means what? Building. Ye are God's, what, building. Remember the scripture that we read. The Lord said that he's married to the church, the house boundary. And now he's referring to you that God's building, the marriage. Look, let me tell you this. 
God highly esteemed marriage. It is not something that is, was instituted by man. It's of God. Are we together? So you cannot just build your marriage based upon your mind. Don't come in. Please, if you don't have the mindset of I'm coming in and I'm selflessly giving myself wholly to wait for, so that it will work, don't, don't decide. Please, you better be on your own. Because there are certain encounters can destroy your life because of the agendas of coming in. As positive mind that you have, others that are not working together can really damage you. So it is in the church. When you have a glass of water and you put, you put a poison into the glass of the water, it's not part of the water that will be poisoned. The whole water is poisoned. Are we together? So if you come to church, no matter what you are going through, no matter the type of person you are, knowing that this is the temple of God, and I will do possible best to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me so that my impact here will help the growth of that church. Don't allow your bad behaviors to affect others. I am not going. Are you going? I am not giving. Are you going to give? They said we should gather to pray. This prayer, I'm not praying. You know, I have another prophet. I'm going to. Are you going or are you coming with me? Be careful. Things that are not built upon the word of God, the end result is destruction. Many of us have had this mindset for years, and you can attest to your life that things have not worked. Look at how things have been based upon your behavior and your ways. But decide that you are part of this building and you remain permanently. You will see the growth. I said you will see the growth. When the Lighthouse Church started in the school, Kolebu Canteen, nobody expected that the church will be around the world where we can have 6,000 branches, including cathedrals, including buildings, including cars, everything. A church that started with 12 people, but gradually having the, don't you think they have had problems? Look at what is going on. Some have left and they are saying all sorts of things, yet the church is thriving because those things are part of life. It's part of life. If your marriage has not worked and you are planning to marry again, remember and learn from what happened why you couldn't remain in that. So as you are coming in the new one, you will open up yourself and you will give up yourself freely and say, Lord, I didn't do well, but this one helped me to do better. The Spirit of the Lord will help you. Thank you for quenching my thirst. Wow. Hallelujah. Somebody say I'm part of the building. Say, I'm part of the building. And I can never remove myself. I can never remove myself. If I remove the window, say, if I remove myself at the window, the rain will affect my neighbor. Start thinking like that. If you move yourself from this church, it will not be well. Do you know, most people that have left church, because of the, uh, whatever that may happen for them to leave, those that they preach to or they invited to church are also leaving. We have not thinking about it. We have not thought about how much my living will affect others. 
when you start thinking like that, you will consider to remain. You say, for Christ's sake. It's the reason why our forefathers and mothers, they never divorced. Many years ago, there was no divorce. Because they thought otherwise about their children, about their life, about their future. And they decided to remain. Mama, true or false? These young ones nowadays, a little thing, slightest thing, I am living. I am gone. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's house boundary, and ye are God's building. Somebody say, I am God's building, and I'm part of this building. Jump to verse 16, please. I want to show you something there. Are you enjoying the message? Is your mind being renewed? If just in case you have planned to leave this church or you want to follow someone who has left, now go and preach to that person that you cannot leave. Come back. Verse 16 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God. Ye are the temple of God. And the Spirit of the Lord do what? So if you move yourself out from here, from the building, the spirit will not dwell it in you. That is how the scripture reads. When you read the scripture, ask yourself, what is the word of God telling you and what is he not saying? God is saying that if you make yourself as a building, I, God, will dwell it in you forever. But if you don't make yourself as a building, I cannot dwell. I cannot have to dwell. I cannot he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But if there is nothing, how can he dwelleth? And how can you abide under the shadow of the Almighty? My God, make yourself as a building and the Spirit of the Lord will dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Are you enjoying the message? Amen. Number three. You are part of a garden. I love this. What a wisdom. You are part of a garden. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 5. What is garden? What do we do in a garden? What do we do? You plant, you prune, you weed around, and you water it. True or false? Why do you do that? Because you, you, you notice that some of the, 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 the weeds or the roots can really destroy the others, right? So you have a loan, you have to mow the loan so that it will look beautiful, right? If you don't do what would happen, it will look ugly. You, 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 you are protecting the garden. That is how it is a flower. That is how it is a church. In a church, things may happen. But you keep coming, the word of God will water it. Paul said, I planted, Apollo watered, and it is the Lord that giveth what? Things may happen. Keep coming. The word of God will give you counsel. The word of God will strengthen you. The word of God will deliver you. And in the meantime, in those times that you're going through, you will be at peace through the word of God. In the garden, that's what we do. Isaiah said, and now to go, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. You keep remaining in the garden, and the Lord God Almighty will speak to you, Kim. I heard you are counseling. Is the counseling helping you? Are you learning a lot? 
That is the garden. That is the garden. She was say, hey, I'm looking forward for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought I would tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof. And it shall be what? Eaten up and break down the wall thereof. And it shall be trodden down. The garden of God is to be watered. Is to be preserved for it to grow well. The lawn must be mown so that it will look beautiful. The weeds must be The other things must be taken down so that you will see the beauty. Garden is something that we want. You cannot plant plantain here. And then, for a couple of hours, the roots are going down. You come back, then you move the plantain, then you say, I'm going to plant a plantain, replant it somewhere. You will kill it. But what do you do? You water it, you prune it, then you guide it, you preserve it, it will bear fruit for you. Church, remain permanently, and as the word of God is being ministering to you, as the word of God is being watering onto you, you will receive your healing, you will receive your breakthrough, and it shall be well with you. That marriage that looks like it's going to be broken, by the counsel of the word of God, the marriage will be remained. The financial situation you are going through that you think cannot work, God will give you the wisdom of frugality. And by acquiring that frugality, you will begin to see the blessings. It's not how much you have made, but applying the wisdom to know how to handle that money, you begin to see that you, are, you feel more richer than those you think they make millions of dollars. Church, haven't you seen people who make millions and are still distressed? I remember I used to work where I used to go in, pay, uh, uh, in person. And I have these people that when they come, they make a lot of money, even doctors. They will come to your office and say, Charlie, why don't you lend me 500 and uh, I'll give it to you. You wonder, ah, he's a surgeon. He's a surgeon. Ask yourself, the reason why perhaps you have had something is because you have allowed the counsel of God to know that as I spent, I don't need as a Christian, if I don't have, I don't buy and accumulate credits. Many people, many Christians' credits are worth more than what they are saving. That means you don't have no savings, but you own. You are a foolish. That's what the Bible teaches us. The Bible says that you become a slave to the lender. You don't have it. And when you look at your debt, it's more than your savings. God forbid something happens to you. You are leaving debt to your family. You have not thought otherwise what may happen. But the wisdom of God will give you the wisdom, the counsel of frugality. What am I buying? How much do I have? Okay, I use my credit card. Maybe I have this. I can take 20 here and it will pay up that 20 that I use my credit card. You are building your credit. That's wisdom. But not when you don't have it. Then you are spending 6,000, 8,000, 10,000. But your account, you only have 150. <laughs> or, or you don't even have at all. Or you are waiting for the next week's paycheck. But how about if that paycheck doesn't come? Guide your garden. Manage your finances. Remain. The little you have, you don't have it, I don't buy. 
Time will tell. Time will reveal. Sorry, time does not tell. But time will reveal. At some point, the money will come. You will buy more than you can. But believe me or not, as you are acquiring the wisdom of God, God himself will find a way and bless you. Can you imagine? You own debt. You own a lot of money. Then you go to the prophet. Prophet said, anybody who owns, lift up your hands. God is going to deliver you. Your debt, it will be canceled. You lift up your hands and your legs. Father, help me for my, my debt to be canceled. After they have prayed for you, you come back. Then you have gone to Macy's. Then you have gone to spend another 800. The debt is not canceled. What wisdom is that? How that, how that debt is going to be canceled? But the wisdom is, as the prophet has prayed, I'm praying my debt, Lord, I will not add more to it. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, guide me. As this words have been saying over me, teach me wisdom, guidance. You will be amazed how you, you wouldn't even know how to pay it off. Before you realize it, it's paid off and you have more money. Put your hands together for the Lord. That is the wisdom of God. That is what it means by you are part of the garden. Water it, guide it, preserve it. Hallelujah. Number four, they are part of a tree. What is a tree? John 15, 5. Sorry that my time, but I have to share this with you. By the time we live here, I believe Manhattan Church, we will see growth, we will receive wisdom. Our lives and our homes and our marriages will become different in Jesus' name. Amen. John 15, 5. 15, 15, 5, please. The Bible says that I am the vine. I am the vine. And ye are the branches. He that abided in me, I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So God is saying that he is the vine and we are the branches. We, everybody sitting here is a branch of that tree. We are all embodiment of Jesus Christ. Every branch is one of us. Now God is saying to us that he that abide, that means he that remain part of the tree forever. He that remains as a branch together. It, what will happen when a tree is there and a branch is cut off? What will happen? The branch will do what? Oh, church, you are not responding. It will die. Right? It will die because there is no stem, nothing is connected. There is no water, anything that is coming from the main tree to, to help it for the leaves. The, the leaves will be withered completely because the branch is cut off. But Jesus, he says, if you remain in my church, no matter what, don't you see that the branch, as they are together, yet still, the, some of the leaves get withered and they fall off. But the branch still remains and the branch continues to bear more leaves. That is how it is in the church. Things may not go perfect as it is, but the, so long as you remain in the house of God with the word of God being preached to you, situations may change. Healing may take place. Restoration will come. Just remaining part of the branch of the tree, making yourself a branch, will help you to overcome it, your weakness. Hallelujah. So say that I am part of the tree. Say I am part of the tree. And I will remain part forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. And last one I give it to you. This, everyone will love it. Say that as I remain permanently in the church, I will flourish. 
As they say, I will be flourished. Psalm 92, verse 13. How can you, one of the things that will make you do well or will make you flourish is remaining in the house of the Lord permanently. Psalm 92, please. Psalm 92, verse 13 says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Shall flourish in the court of who? Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God, Jesus Christ. Amen. And here, Bishop says, the, next, the reason for permanent membership is so that you will flourish. You will notice that I have a scripture basis for each of these points. That is so true. Wow. The Bible tells us plainly that those who are planted will flourish. I have watched Christians and pastors who have moved around from place to place. You cannot compare a planted member to a revolving member. <laughs> what is a revolving member? <laughs> you know when you go to the hotel, you see the doors being revolved. <laughs> you push it and the door goes. At some point, those, um, the blessing that gets the hotel, uh, the, 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 the air fresh and everything, it wears out. The more the door being revolved, the more those slightest things wears out. And when it wears out, what happened? Air and things happen. Bad things enter into the same way it is in the church. If you keep revolving, Satan will enter into you and you will be destroyed. But those that being planted, those that being planted, God is saying that you will be flourished. This afternoon, I pray to the Holy Spirit that you will be planted in this house forever and ever so that you and your family will be flourished in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand onto your feet and let us pray. Wow. You will be flourished. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand. Please leave this point up. I want everybody to look at it. If you, if you didn't write it, I want you to take a picture with the scripture. Study it. The spirit of the Lord will speak to you. But I want us to use this to pray in the next 45 seconds. Pray and say, Lord, make me part of a family. Lord, make me part of a building. Lord, make me part of a garden. Father, please make me part of a tree and cause me to in the name of Jesus. Everybody, lift up your hands and begin to pray. Make this your prayer. Sincerely pray from, your, from the depth of your heart that the Spirit of the Lord will make you part Amen. of a family. The Spirit of the Lord will make you part of a building. The Spirit of the Lord will make you part of a garden in the name of Jesus. That you will become part of the tree in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the
have your way in us. Father, that we may be part of the family, oh God. Thank you, Lord. That we may be part of a building, oh God. That we may be part of a garden, oh God. That we may be part of the tree, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. And you will cause us to be planted so that we will be flourished in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, Spirit of the Lord. Everybody, as you are taking this communion, you will be part of the family you will be part of the tree you will be part of the garden you will be part of the building you will be planted in the name of Jesus Christ you will be part of the tree in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the Lord will cause you to be flourished in the mighty name of Jesus Holy Spirit have your way have your way oh God oh yes this is Corinthians 11 23 says for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus Christ the same night in which he was betrayed took the bread this is the body of Jesus Christ Bible said that he took the bread now hear what Jesus said 
And when he had given thanks, he, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you who is here this afternoon. The body of Jesus Christ is broken. That every sickness, every burden, every embargo, every entanglement of the enemy by the breaking of this bread is broken in your body in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Amen. the Son of the living God. Take and eat. Let everything that the enemy has used on your body to be broken now by the taking of the body of Jesus Christ. Let healing take place. Let sickness be removed. Let the stress be separated from you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, the body of Jesus Christ. You may take the body. of Jesus. <coughs> Jesus. Jesus. Lift up your hands and pray. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your healing. Thank you for your restoration. We thank you for deliverance. No movement. We thank you for your will that is done in us. We thank you for your presence that is here, manifesting of us, moving within us. Spirit of the Lord, have your way. Have your way in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Father, bless everyone who is part of this communion. Let the power, let the presence of God that covers this communion, let it rest upon everyone that is here. Amen. And may you fulfill their heart desire in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the joy of the Lord rest upon us that we may receive the strength of God upon our life. Restore unto us, O oh God, what the Kankamawas have eaten from us. Restore them unto us and let heaven be open unto us in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And every saint say, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ, everyone.
We hope you have been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lycos Manhattan. That's Lycos, L-A-I-K-O-S, Manhattan. You can also email us at lci.newyork at gmail.com. Visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com. 